T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning. It is 7.01. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Ted Woodward. Steve McIntosh has the day off. It is Thursday, January 5th, first Thursday of the year. We'll take a look at some boil water advisories and their current status here in the area. A new place to heal for wounded warriors. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. A clear and chilly start to the morning across south-central Kansas. We can expect more breezy and cool weather again this afternoon. Our complete forecast in just a few minutes. Currently in Wichita, we have a clear sky. It is 30 degrees here on this Thursday morning. The Kansas Department of Health and Environment has rescinded boil water advisories for the city of Garden Plain and the city of Norwich. Garden Plain public water supply system is now all right. The advisories were issued because of an equipment malfunction causing low water pressure in the distribution system in Garden Plain. And in Norwich, the problem was a line break leading to low water pressure in the distribution system. Lab testing samples collected from Norwich indicated no evidence of bacteriological contamination, all other conditions that placed the system at risk. So Garden Plain and Norwich are in the clear. However, a boil water advisory is still in effect for the city of Leon in Butler County. A new place to heal for wounded warriors and their families. It's going up in northern Virginia. Ground was broken in early December on the Penfed Grand Lodge at the Serve Our Willing Warriors Retreat location in Virginia. A $300,000 grant from Pedfred Credit Union helped to bring the lodge to reality. In addition to six bedrooms, the Grand Lodge will include a 2,000-square-foot multi-purpose room that can be used to facilitate small group training for up to 60 people in PTSD and sexual abuse counseling. The lodge will also host job training, entrepreneurial training and classes in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Serve Our Willing Warriors began in 2012 following a call in 2006 from the pastor of a Park Valley, Virginia church. President and co-founder Shirley Dominic says, They were simply going out as a small group and finding something to do in the community for someone else outside of the church. Dominic's group decided to visit wounded warriors recovering at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. That led them to provide more to the warriors coming out of the hospital environment. She adds that collectively they make a huge difference in these warriors' lives by providing them a place for respite and with the new Grand Lodge, a place where others can be trained. It also can serve as a template for serving veterans around the country. 
The lodge is expected to be completed by the end of the year. This salute to service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner, a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military. Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. President Biden spoke of bipartisan unity in Kentucky as the infrastructure law paves the way for a bridge linking Ohio and Kentucky. The Brent Spence Bridge has been listed as substandard for decades. President Biden said Ohio and Kentucky depend on this bridge. It's on one of the nation's busiest freight routes. It took governors and Congress members from both parties to hammer out a deal to get the work started. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said the time has come for this kind of cooperation. It's the government working together to solve a major problem at a time when the country needs to see examples like this. More than a billion and a half dollars is earmarked for a companion bridge to ease the traffic and increase travel safety. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. We'll be taking a look at undocumented migrants, a huge tech trade show, and a nature encounter like you've never seen off the coast of Southern California. And, of course, the KSN Storm Track 3 forecast with meteorologist Ron L. Williams. It's a lot of stuff. It's all coming up next right here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. Seven oh nine with Stephen Ted in the morning here on ninety eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. Record numbers of undocumented migrants still flooding the southern U.S. border. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas telling the Washington Post no fix will help until a permanent change in the immigration system is legislated in Congress. We're operating uh, uh, within a system that is fundamentally broken. No one disagrees with that. We just can't seem to. Uh, agree upon the solution. Mayorkas says the administration is prepared for the possible end of Title 42, the COVID-era measure which allows migrants seeking asylum to be kept waiting on the other side of the border, and that no one is forgetting about another danger accompanying the migrant crisis. The number of encounters does not take uh, our eye off the ball of battling the scourge of fentanyl. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. It's 710 with Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Traffic right now here in the Wichita area, really not seeing any big traffic problems at the moment. Uh, that is good news. The bad news, of course, is uh, you know, the gasoline prices. Gasoline prices are still two ninety nine a gallon. Uh, taking a quick look at traffic, seeing some fairly heavy traffic right now, uh, east and westbound on Kellogg uh, between Seneca and the Central Business District. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now it's time to get the KSN Storm Track 3 forecast live from meteorologist Ronell Williams. Hello, Ronell. Hey, good morning, Ted. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? Just waiting for that weekend to come right back around, you know, after this short work week. And as it does, it, you know... Ted, it's, it's, I feel like it's been pretty quiet out there. This is pretty much what we can expect before anything else comes through, but uh, should we have a little bit of active weather, it does look like there may be something that'll try to swing through between late Friday night and early Saturday. So before I get into that chance, uh, we are going to have good amounts of sunshine for our Thursday. High of 49, getting close to 50 later on today, too, after another freezing start this morning. Turning partly cloudy later on tonight as high pressure breaks down and that next approaching system gets closer to us. 
starting off our Friday at 28 degrees and then warming up even more, taking a nice milder turn up to 54 by the time we get into our Friday. Winds are going to be pretty light, too. Any breeze this morning should turn lighter as the day progresses, but them picking back up to 10 to 20 miles an hour tomorrow. And by tomorrow night, it does look like we'll have a 10% chance of rain, possibly even a brief light wintry mix. Chances very low, but still worth watching. And for those of you that plan on doing any kind of traveling or driving this weekend, it does look like there could be a wintry mix or even some snow farther up to the north around and especially north of I-70. So just uh, uh, continue to get updates when it comes to the forecast as this doesn't necessarily look like a sure thing just yet, but uh, worth keeping an eye on. Wichita should stay dry through Saturday with the exception of that wintry mix up to the north. We'll get up to 45 degrees, a little bit cooler than Friday, but still not too bad for this time of year. Looks like a partly cloudy sky through this upcoming weekend, right back up in the lower 50s come Sunday, and then we'll continue highs in the 50s at least through the middle of next week with a mixture of clouds and sun. Right now we're at 30 degrees with very little cloud cover out there. A northwest breeze at 16 miles an hour, bringing the wind chiller that feels like temperature down to 19. Yeah, anytime we're talking about temperatures in the 50s in January, I say that's primo. Yeah, you, even the 40s, Ted. You know, it is January after all. We still got February to get through, too. Oh, I know. So, uh, yeah, kind of hard to complain about these temps that we're experiencing. Yep, I'll check that up as a good day right there. Hey, Ronnell, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. That is the KSN Storm Track 3 forecast from meteorologist Ronnell Williams, live every weekday morning at this time, right here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. It is 713 with Stephen Ted. The Tech Trade Show of the Year is getting underway in Las Vegas. CES, also known as the Consumer Electronics Show, is expected to be back to pre-pandemic crowd numbers for the event that unveils the latest in TVs, laptops, smart home gadgets, and other new tech. Companies like Samsung, LG, and Sony are among the more than 3,400 global vendors signed up to participate this year. Some of the anticipated announcements are expected in the automotive sector and include self-driving tech and electric vehicles, and there's also buzz about the latest in digital health as well as keynote speeches from business and tech leaders. CES runs through Sunday with events live streamed at ces.tech. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. A nature encounter like none before off the Southern California coast. A whale of a tail from Dana Point, California. Spectators on Captain Dave's dolphin and whale safari spotted a gray whale on their southbound migration south of Los Angeles, but then saw blood in the water and worried the 35-foot gray whale might be injured. Until Captain Gary Brighouse said everyone realized they were witnessing a birth. The mood on board went from horror to pure joy and astonishment. Video documents the mother and baby frolicking beside and under the 24-foot boat and breaching the surface. Gray whale births on their winter journey from Alaska to Mexico are not uncommon but rarely photographed. And Captain Gary says, to his knowledge, never seen before on a whale-watching encounter. Therese Crowley, Fox News. Ah, Captain Gary. It is 7.15 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. This is a momentous day in this show's history. That's right. Because it was 25 years ago on this day that Steve McIntosh worked his first day here at the radio station at KNSS. Wow. He had <laughs> Steve, who had spent his entire career in radio, had gotten out of radio for a year or two, and uh, an opportunity came for him to 
host the show, the morning show here at KNSS. And Steve, I think, uh, jumped at that chance to get back into radio. And here we are 25 years later, and he's still hosting the show. So uh, Steve's first day on the job here at KNSS was 25 years ago on this day. And that means that uh, basically this is the birthday of this show, Steve and Ted in the morning. Wow. That day he started numbering them, and that was show number one. And now here we are. He keeps the official tally. It's somewhere around 6,300 shows now he's yeah, done in the last something like 25 that. years. So, uh, yeah. So, Steve and Ted in the morning, we're basically celebrating our birthday today. 25 years on the air with Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. So, yeah, fun. We've, we've had a lot of fun over those 25 years. Yeah. Spanned uh, a quarter century doing it. And I think, uh, I don't want to put words in Steve's mouth, but ah, I will anyway. I think we're both pretty happy to be able to do that on a daily basis and to connect with listeners and get to get Wichita listeners what they need to know every morning. I think it's uh, good stuff. Of course, uh, we'll get, I'm sure we'll get Steve's thoughts on that next week. Yeah, when he's we back will. at work. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, we're celebrating our 25th anniversary today. Happy birthday to Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. It was 25 on that very same day. You know what happened that day? 25 years ago today was the day that Sonny Bono died. Really? Singer turned politician. Wow. Of course, he, he was married to Cher, and they had their big show, and put a lot of music out there in the 1970s. And, of course, he unusual death. He slammed into a, a tree, tree while yeah. skiing. It was a skiing accident. At a resort near the Nevada-California border. Yeah. He was 62 years old. So if he had survived, he'd be 87 now. Sonny Bono passed away 25 years ago on this day. All right, it is 717 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. And let's take a look at what's going on in sports. And, of course, we have Shocker basketball tonight on home court at Coke Arena. So we'll take a look at that right off the bat. Wichita State hosting Cincinnati in a program, in a matchup that has very interesting history going back into the 1950s and 1960s when these were two of the best teams in the nation. Cincinnati comes in with a record of 10-5. and five. The Shocks are 7-7. Seven and seven. Shocks are still trying to get their first conference win. This will be the final visit into Wichita for Cincinnati. In fact, it's the last scheduled game between these two conference opponents. Cincinnati is leaving the conference after this season to join the Big 12. Oh, yeah, that's right. So this is the last time these two teams are scheduled to play each other. This will be the only time they'll play this year schedule-wise. And uh, the Shockers have had their struggles against the Bearcats. They've lost nine out of their last ten. Although many of those were very close, Shockers have come up on the short end in recent times. Now, here's the deal about Cincinnati. Uh, they're really good at home. They win a ton of home games, but not on the road. Cincinnati mm. has lost six straight road games, and that dates back now for 11 months. Wow. So we'll see if uh, the Shockers can keep Cincinnati down on the road. FanDuel has the Shockers as a two-and-a-half-point underdog, so they expect it to be a close one, as it usually is between the Shockers and the Bearcats. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl begin their pregame coverage at 7 o'clock. The game will tip off at 8 o'clock tonight at Coke Arena. And listen live on 103.7 KEYN. And speaking of the, the history of these two, it was 60 years ago on this day that these teams also played. It was on the road at Cincinnati for the Shockers. It was number one Cincinnati taking on number eight Wichita. They were both ranked in the top ten. Cincinnati won that game by 13 points. 
the Shockers would get their revenge a few weeks later. That's for another day. All right, the Shockers tonight at Coke Arena hosting Cincinnati. 8 o'clock tip-off at Coke Arena. The Shocker women lost last night at Tulsa, 70-63. to The Shocks had a seven-point lead early in the fourth quarter, but, but then uh, Tulsa flipped it, going on a 13-0 run in the fourth quarter. In fact, in the fourth quarter, Tulsa made five three-pointers. Meanwhile, the Shockers went 0 for 3 from long range. So that's, that's what yeah. tipped it. And as we told you yesterday, Tulsa is the number one team in the nation in three-pointers. And they made 12 of them last night. Shocks couldn't stop them from long range. Tulsa wins it 70-63. to Of course, Steve Strain had the call of the game last night. Got to listen to it on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Some other women's action yesterday. Wins for Kansas and Kansas State. The K-State women won at home in Manhattan, beat Oklahoma State 86-72. K-State women have won nine straight home games. They are unbeaten on home court this year. They're now 12-3 on the season. And in Lawrence, 21st-ranked Kansas beat Texas Tech 77-59. The Kansas ladies are off to a 2-0 start in the conference for the first time in a decade. KU women are 12-1 on the season. Like we said, they are ranked number 21 in the nation. The Friends women won last night on the road, beat York 61-52. The Friends ladies are in third place in the conference. They have a record of 10-5. The Sterling women are ranked number 16 in the nation, and they won at home last night, beat Avila by a lot, 82-58. Sterling improves to 11-4 on the season. The Southwestern men are ranked number six in the nation, and the Mound Builders win last night at home, beat Bethel 90-79. Southwestern men are now 14-1, and they are on a nine-game winning streak. Pro basketball in the NBA last night. The New York Knicks win at home at Madison Square Garden. Beat the San Antonio Spurs 117-114. to Starting at guard for the Knicks, former Kansas Jayhawk, Quentin Grimes. He made three three-pointers on his way to 14 points. That's three wins in a row for the Knicks. They're the number six spot in the Eastern Conference. And a little hockey history. It was 30 years ago on this night that Wichita Thunder goalie Bobby Desjardins recorded the first shutout in Thunder history. Wow. A one nothing shutout in a shootout against Tulsa. Wow. Bobby Desjardins got the first <laughs> ever shutout in goal in Thunder history. That was 30 years ago on this night. Not particularly easy to do when it goes to a shootout, too. No. Yeah, he got it done. Yeah. And a happy birthday to left-handed pitcher Mark Redman, who is 49 today. A guy that played, uh, pitched a couple games for the Wichita Wranglers back in 2006, had a 0.9 earned run average with the Wranglers. He was ready to get back in the big leagues. A guy that was an all-star with the Royals in 2006. He got a World Series ring with the Marlins in 03 and pitched for a decade in the majors. Yeah. And he came down here and pitched a couple games couple for the games, Wranglers. Yeah. Mark Redman, it's his birthday. He's 49 today, and that's sports with Stephen Ted. We're coming up on 723 with Stephen Ted in the morning. We have a traffic and weather update coming up, and the FDA adding sesame to the list of allergy inducing ingredients. Watch out for the sesame. That'll, we'll have more on that on the House Call for Health coming up next, 987 and 1330 KNSS. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS.
Good morning. It is 731. You are listening to 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is Thursday, January 5th. Currently in Wichita, we have a clear sky, 30 degrees. Fire crews in El Dorado battled a large fire yesterday afternoon. It began in a detached garage, and it spread to two other garages and at least one house. This was all in the 500 block of West 4th in El Dorado, and that house reported to be a total loss. The United States and Taiwan holding negotiations. The Office of the United States Trade Representative and other U.S. officials heading to Taiwan as part of the U.S.-Taiwan Initiative on 21st Century Trade. The USTR says the initiative launched in June is intended to develop ways to deepen the economic and trade relationship between the two countries, advance trade priorities, promote innovation, and economic growth. The talks come as the U.S. recently announced another round of weapons purchases by Taiwan and as tensions with China worsen. At the White House, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. Police in Hoisington say a resident cleaning out the garage found a live grenade. That happened yesterday in the 500 block of East 1st in Hoisington. The bomb team from McConnell Air Force Base was called in to help from Wichita. And they transported the grenade to a compost site in Hoisington, and the grenade was destroyed. Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt, little trivia here, has become the longest-serving attorney general currently in office in the United States. That's a position he will hold for just a few more days. His term wraps up on Monday on the 9th. Well, this all happens because both former Iowa Attorney General, who was first elected in 1978, and the former Idaho Attorney General, who was elected in 2002, they both left office earlier this week. Prior to that, Schmidt was the third longest-serving attorney general currently in office in the United States. Schmidt says, well, there's no prize for this milestone, but it's fun, a little bit of fun trivia. And this is believed to be the first time that a Kansas attorney general has been the nation's longest tenured while in office. With uh, 12 years of service, Schmidt is the second longest serving among the 44 people who have served as state attorney general in Kansas history. Only the late Bob Steffen, who passed away earlier this week, served longer. He had four terms for 16 years as attorney general. Police in Utah are investigating the deaths of eight people found in their home yesterday. Police were called to the home for a welfare check, and when they arrived, they found eight people dead inside this Enoch City home. Now, three of those people have been confirmed to be adults. The other five are children. Now, police haven't said at this time if all eight people are immediate family or not. Now, the news hitting pretty hard for this tight-knit community of about 6,000 people. We spoke with a neighbor who has lived here for about eight months who says the family were really nice people and that their kids were heavily involved in sports in the community. Police have not released the names, ages, or even genders of the victims involved in this incident. They did say they do not believe there's a threat to the public or that any suspects are at large at this time. And that's Fox 13 Salt Lake City's Chris Arnold reporting from Enoch, Utah. After six months of renovations, the police department in Mound Ridge has a new home right across the street from the old office. Officers themselves renovated the building, which has been in the community for about 60 years. It was once Mound Ridge City Hall, and it, was, it also served as the Mound Ridge Library, and now it's the police department. Mound Ridge Police Department once was located inside City Hall, and they were crammed in there into a 400-square-foot space. So they've been looking for something new for about six years. A couple years ago, a local church disbanded, and then the city of Mound Ridge bought the building and renovated it, and they were able to then move the library. The library moved last summer. The city then offered the old library building to the police department. The West Coast is bracing for a strong storm. 
It could bring power outages. More heavy rain, wind, and mountain snow continues to pound the west. Flash flooding, debris flows, and mudslides will all be at risk for the next several days with dangerous impacts for millions of residents. Widespread winds of over 50 miles per hour will also weaken trees and bring the risk of power outages, especially along the coast. The storm system lingering across the Great Lakes will bring snow, rain, and ice to the region. And warm temperatures stick around for the Northeast and the Mid-Atlantic, making it feel more like spring instead of early January. I'm Janice Dean. Fox News. A college in California, a, a trustee there expressing regret after coming under fire for controversial remarks about those who oppose equity initiatives. John Corkins, vice president of the Kern Community College District Board of Trustees, apologizes for comparing students and faculty who challenge diversity programs to livestock. Got them in my livestock operation. And that's why we put a rope on some of them and take them to the slaughterhouse. The comments made during a recorded meeting where some criticized the Renegade Institute for Liberty, a group that says it's dedicated to free speech. Some laughing at his remarks, others later calling them threatening. Corkin saying in a statement, I apologize to anyone who felt threatened or was offended. My intent was to emphasize that the individuals who spoke during the public comment portion of the meeting have my full support. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. 736 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Let's take a look at our weather forecast here on this Thursday with meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A low-pressure system is making its way into the Great Lakes and further on to the northeast. A new storm system now in the Pacific Northwest. But our weather pattern stays dry and quiet for now. It'll be sunny and breezy with a high 48 later on this afternoon. Clear tonight, Tarlow near 30, Friday's high 53. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. And currently in Wichita, we have a breeze out of the northwest. We're under a clear sky. It is 30 degrees here on this Thursday morning. It's 737 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. It was 90 years ago on this day. They began construction on a little project called the Golden Gate Bridge. And it took four years to build that wonderful, amazing structure. Construction began. Can you imagine? They could only imagine. You couldn't imagine that. It was something that was just on paper. And four years later, my goodness. And they did all that during the Depression. One of the great iconic structures in the entire world. And you've made the walk. And I walked it. I completely walked it one way and then back to where I started. Excellent. One of the more amazing little times of my life. That was just a surreal Surreal moment when I was able to get that done, <laughs> to walk that thing back to back to back and forth. Yeah, this construction began on the Golden Gate Bridge 90 years ago on this day. Uh, 80 years ago on this day, George Washington Carver passed away. Oh. I had no idea he was still alive in the 1940s. Guy was born into slavery. Of course, a fantastic educator and scientist and just came up with so many yep. amazing inventions and ideas. Just what a what a renaissance man. He passed away in Tuskegee, Alabama at the age of 80. George Washington Carver. He lived all the way into the World War II era. Yeah. He died at the age of 80. Um, interesting story here from the world of basketball. When Rutgers guard Awa Sibide got blood on her number five jersey during a basketball game against Maryland this week, uh, she grabbed a clean jersey out of the equipment bag. It turns out 
it wasn't just any jersey. It was the number one ceremonial jersey that was given to Coach Cookies Washington when she was hired back in May. Somehow it had gotten into the equipment bag by mistake. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Civi Day was the only one on the court with a name on her back. All the other Rutgers uniforms have numbers, and it wasn't even hers. Uh, it, you know, the, apparently they laughed about it afterwards on the bench, and then they went back to the game. She says, in theory, uh, she had a little bit of eligibility left, got some game time in <laughs> when uh, Awa Civi Day was wearing a ceremonial number one jersey. Interesting. Yeah, so sometimes uh, you just... Grab whatever's handy and yeah, keep on playing. If you have to, yeah. sure. Because so, uh, usually those jerseys end up, you know, put into a nice little frame and hanging on someone's wall. But I guess it was floating around out there. And that somehow got be, into the equipment bag. That one will be game used mm-hmm, at some point. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, who made rat eradication one of his uh, great policy goals, is fighting his own city. Over a ticket for rat infestation at his townhouse. Oops. Again. <laughs> a city health department inspector has issued two new summonses on, uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, Adams had appeared remotely before a hearing officer to get a $300 summons for rats at his property dismissed. Oh, the mayor. Adams has said he will plead his case once again when he has another hearing coming up a week from today. Mayor Adams says he encourages New Yorkers who get summonses that they feel are unjust to fight them. That's exactly what he's doing. He's fighting someone who wrote him up on his own ordinance for, wow. ha- for having rats in your townhouse. I got to tell you, if, oh, you, if you're in a place where oh, rats are a, a huge problem, though, I imagine oh, that's a... Gosh. I imagine that's a that's a winning strategy. Mm. By the way, do you not like all the rats? No. I can get rid of some of those rats. You, you can't win against the rats. <laughs> they're, they're you're outnumbered, man. <laughs> you you it's a losing battle. Uh, hey, how about this? We always do all these crime stories. How about a how about a place where there's no crime, or at least not one crime? Yeah, okay. not a single bank robbery took place in Denmark last year. That's no bank robbery. That's what they say. Huh. The country's banking sector says zero bank robberies were reported in the last year, which is a huge decrease in crime because <laughs> in 2021, there was a great total of one, there was one. bank robbery okay. in Denmark. So <laughs> one robbery two years ago, zero last year. Talk about cutting down on crime. Cut it in half. Most... People in Denmark use cards or smartphones for payments. Only about 20 bank branches in the country even have cash on hand. Hmm. That's not to say there are no robbers in Denmark. It seems like the, the thing to do now in Denmark is uh, criminals have turned to defrauding people online. Oh, I see. That's where the money is. That's where you can get the money. I wonder what... Uh... But as far as actually physically taking the time to go rob a bank, it's not happening in the country of Denmark wonder what looping a chain around an ATM and trying to drive off with it counts. That, I don't know if that counts as a bank robbery. I mean, it kind of is, but... Hmm. It would, I would think it would count Yeah, if they asked me, <laughs> but they didn't. All right, it's 742 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. We have a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal on the way, and we'll be talking about uh, a new outpatient substance abuse disorder treatment center that's coming to Wichita. So we'll get the details on that coming up. KNSS News Time, 742.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. with Steve and Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Coming up, a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. We'll talk about the world's aerostructures business. What holds in store for that? Coming up shortly. Now, Steve and Ted, it's time for three big things. Wichita Police Chief is reviewing the department's body cam policy. This following a fracas last weekend involving teenagers and off-duty officers. There was a big fire last night east of El Dorado at a shop building. Fire departments from many cities were called in to help put out that big fire. One. Sedgwick County Commissioner Lacey Cruz yesterday serving at her final meeting on the board before her term expires. Three big things with Stephen Ted, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. We've got a traffic accident. It is on uh, K96 eastbound. Uh, it is east of Webb Road the area that we're talking about you'll want to watch for a slowdown there avoid it if you can that's uh, eastbound on k96 east of web road traffic on 98.7 and 1330 knss is brought to you by joe dubrava and carl's goodyear tire get it downtown at market and waterman and online at carlstire.com your home for complete car care and take a look at our weather forecast here on this thursday Looking at a breezy day and a sunny sky, high of 48 degrees. We'll be under a clear sky tonight, low down to 30. And then tomorrow, a little bit more of a warm-up, high Friday, 53 on a partly sunny day. Currently in Wichita, we have a breeze out of the northwest. We're under a clear sky. It is 30 degrees on our way to a high today of 48 on this Thursday. Hey, find the comfort of a hat. Express your personality. Go to Hatman Jacks and find your own style. See why people from around the nation make Hatman Jacks their destination. Right there at the clock tower in Delano. One of Wichita's absolute treasures, Hatman Jacks. 749 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. And let's take a look at a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal this morning. In response to rising addiction rates in the area, the national provider based out of Kansas is going to open a new outpatient substance abuse disorder treatment center in West Wichita, Valley Hope, Addiction Treatment and Recovery. It also operates a residential treatment facility in Mound Ridge. Valley Hope says the new outpatient location will expand access to Wichita area patients 
so they can still live at home and maintain family responsibilities and work schedules. The Wichita Treatment Center uh, is open inside the former Credit Union of America building near Town West Square. Valley Hope is based in Norton, Kansas. It operates 19 residential and outpatient drug and alcohol addiction treatment programs in seven states. Here in Kansas, Valley Hope has a few locations, including, like we said, uh, Norton and Mound Ridge and now Wichita. Since its launch back in 1967, Valley Hope has helped more than 330,000 people overcome addiction, according to the company. The world's aerostructures business is expected to grow during the next decade. Wichita's largest employer will be right there at the head of the market. According to a report from the consulting firm Frost & Sullivan, the global aerospace market is forecast to have a compound annual growth rate of just about 8.5%, up to $109 billion by the year 2032. And that's up from those totals in 2021. The market leader, noted in the report, is Spirit Aerosystems right here in Wichita. Spirit has worked locally on all commercial programs for Boeing and at facilities outside Wichita on all Airbus commercial production programs. The company reporting sales of $3.7 billion through the first three quarters of the year. Spirit's full-year financials should be reported by later this month or early February. The Frost and Sullivan information places Spirit, along with Triumph Group, Leonardo, Arconic, and the in-house aerostructures work of Airbus, as combining about to control 69% of the market. One analyst says aircraft orders from the Asia-Pacific region will help drive the growth during the next decade, and modernization with new aircraft to cut on maintenance costs will drive the market right here in North America. And that's a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal, and we'll have more local business news coming up one hour from now in the 8 o'clock hour, right here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. Exercising more and losing weight. Seems like that's always right at the top there at the list for a lot of people on their New Year's resolutions. Yeah, that's a pretty common one. Personal finance website Wallet Hub has released its report on this year's best and worst cities for an active lifestyle. Hmm, I wonder where we're going to fall on this one. <laughs> to determine where Americans have the best chances of remaining active, WalletHub uh, looked at the 100, 100 biggest U.S. cities, threw in uh, three dozen key metrics, anything from average monthly fitness club fees to bike scores to the share of physically inactive adults. Here's your top five in the, in the list. Healthy. Las Vegas, Nevada, number five. Wait, healthy? Could, could be because you have to walk everywhere. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. Number four, Chicago. People yeah. are getting out and about in Chicago. All right. Yeah. Number three, New York, New York. Another place where you're always yeah, you walk. walking to the subway. Yeah. Even if you're taking the subway, you got to walk yeah. to get to them. Number two, San Francisco, California. I kind of touched on that earlier this week. Yeah. Great place to be outside and get an exercise. Walk walk across the Golden Gate Bridge and back. Sure. And number one, another, uh, another place where the weather's great every day of the year, Honolulu. Now, there you go. Easy yeah. to be out and about in Honolulu and getting fit and remaining active. All right, bottom five on the list where people are sedentary. Irving, Texas. Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Garland, Texas. Boy, Texas hit two of the yeah. bottom five. Yeah, ooh, Texas. And, weird, North Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, to get, uh, I, guess that, I guess the healthy... The active people are all in Vegas. The inactive people people are are all in in North North Las Vegas. Vegas. (laughs) All right. Strange. Guess guess who the sixth worst was? Well, I don't have to guess. I compiled the list. uh, It's us. It's us. It's Wichita. Yeah. (laughs) 
we we finished at ninety five out of one hundred. Ninety five out of a hundred. Boy, eh, not good. But when you see people waddling all over town, you kind of can see that one coming. I suppose so. We are in the bottom quarter on walk score, public and municipal golf courses per capita, and fitness centers per capita. We're in the bottom fifteen on basketball hoops per capita. Ooh. That's because anytime they put up a hoop, someone rips it down. Someone, yeah. Yeah. yeah comes down. There's, we probably lead the nation in ripped down hoops. <laughs> uh, and boy, we're in, the, yeah, we're in the bottom eight in uh, percentage of residents who are fully vaccinated against COVID. Ooh. Ooh, man. Man. Uh, other area cities didn't do too well either. Uh, Tulsa, right in the middle. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri's in the bottom quarter. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma in the bottom 20. Yeah. Ooh, Wichita, sixth worst on the list. Yeah, there we are. It's another thing. We're we're very drivable. We're very drivable. Yeah. And we love fried foods. Yeah. We love new restaurants opening up. Public transport isn't. We love to dine out. (laughs) Isn't as viable an option as a lot of places, you know, where it's almost necessity. Yeah. There we are. Best and worst cities for an active Lifestyle. All right, it's 7.55 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. We have a big 8 o'clock hour on the way. All the business, sports, weather, traffic you need. And, of course, entertainment news in the Blur is a huge feature here on the 8 o'clock hour. Yeah, I've got a really interesting story on the Blur coming up about uh, some actors filing a lawsuit over a scene they filmed 55 years ago. Oh, wow. We'll tell you all about this strange case coming up on the Blur. That'll be at 8.35 this morning, and we also have, we're two days away from the Kansas City Chiefs game, so we'll get our Minute with Mitch, as we always do on a Thursday morning in the 8 o'clock hour, right here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.